Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to anybody who's listening anywhere around the world. Welcome to Radio Source Podcast. Ricardo, please tell them what it is. Hello, world. This is a podcast about hospitality, and we have food, food, we have food, uh, fun, and games. (laughs) That's exactly right, Richard. You know everything. I do. Um, I'd like to say thanks to Sally um, from Fabric Mountain for the logo and to Clarkshaws, who are an independent brewer in Brixton. That's in London, kids. Um, <laughs> and they do a very special drink called Strange Brew. And from what I can make out, it's quite floral on the nose. Maybe that's why it's called Strange Brew. Um, and uh, a special thank you to uh, Director Donna, who's next to me, who makes sure we don't mess things up. Good morning, everyone. Morning, Richard. Good morning. Morning. Good morning to you. Good morning <laughs> to you. Um, actually, we said good morning to each other, right? Yeah. But if someone's listening to this at evening time, they might get confused. I never thought of that. Good. I'm sure they'll figure it out. Well, good evening, just, Richard. Yeah. <laughs> good evening, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> um, there we go. Saved it. Sorry. it. Um, as with every session richard and yeah. i know you love this bit yeah here on radio source yeah here on radio source oh saucy oh i forgot yeah. um <laughs> wendy um i'm gonna sing a little song and i know you love this bit richard don't you this is what this is what i get out of bed for the songs you do you the do riffs the riffs, man. Um, I've been jamming on this one all morning, afternoon, evening. Anyway, um, here we go. A special one this time, Richard. We'll, 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 we'll be the judge of that. <sighs> yes. I was getting dressed oh, late Christ. one night. Along came a spider and I got a fright. Oh, I couldn't squash it flat. No matter how I tried. And when it looked me in the eye, I ran away to hide. Ah! I put on me Dr. Martin shoes. I battled with the spider that I wasn't going to lose. I kicked to the left, I kicked to the right. I was on the floor, but I was all right. It was going to be a long, long night. Spiders in the dressing room. Oh, oh, spiders everywhere. Spiders in the dressing room. Beware! There you go, Ricky. What the hell was that shit? (laughs) <laughs> that was beautiful. That was a song called Spiders in the Dressing Room, if you didn't know. It's by an old northern punk band called The Toy Dolls, who also did uh, their rendition of Nelly the Elephant as well. So there you go. And Fiery Jack. And Fiery Jack. <laughs> it's red hot on your back. They were up all night thinking of these lyrics, Richard. Yeah, but I do it's a bit of a weird song, in it? They've got a massive phobia of spiders, the whole band. That's true, yeah. They must have, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. There's been, there's been a few bands that have like done strangely done some songs about spiders. Didn't they, the the uh, was it the Cure something like that? Didn't they do a song about spider called the Spider Man? I don't know. I'll have to look that up, Richard, with my eyes. Your eyes. Um, <laughs> so, people, um, this is this is something that's been rolling around my mind um I, I rang my sister you know we're in espana see si. um and i spoke to my sister the other day and she said do you want me to send you anything and i went what, what, what do you mean sister 
she has a name. Um, and she said, I don't know, do you miss anything? That you know, I could send you a food parcel or something. And I went, do you know what? No, do we miss anything being in Spain? I thought, not really. Is and it, you can get, is it you can get you're more poor? things anyway. Sorry? Is it because you're poor? That everyone's got to send you food parcels. Maybe, maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's what it is. She, she's she's seen pictures of me wasting away. You can feel my ribs. <laughs> yeah. um, and um, and I thought, do you miss? Do we? Do we? And Donna and I were chatting about this. Do we miss anything from England? We we're saying, well, well, you know, to be honest, you can go to any shop around here. There's even a shop somewhere on the Costa del Sol called Spain's Breeze. Spain's so Breeze. What's that? <laughs> yeah. It's it's a, it's a take on Sainsbury's, but it's in Spain. Oh shit! Like, little... I, was, I, I instantly had you know like free breeze stuff like that. <laughs> and that's what went in my head. It's praise for like Sainsbury's. clothes and shit. <laughs> there's even on um, a certain resort that I won't name. There's a, a pub called Weatherspains. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, what else was I thinking? Something. Well, I, truly, there is one actually. This is mildly interesting. There's a, a company. It was set up by a couple of English people, but it's owned by the Spanish now. Um, and it's a supermarket. We've been in to have a look, because um, it's quite funny. And it's called Arkwright's. And it's oh, all nice. English food. It's just English food. You can get your PG tips, um, beans, ketchup, Heinz sauce. It's got everything. So we were talking about this. And what, what do we really miss? Um, you know, we don't have any friends in the UK. Um, so we don't miss uh-huh. friends. Go <laughs> to you, Richard. Um, oh, strong words. Uh, family, I'm not bothered about them. Um, so, and then we got talking about it. And going, the only thing we really miss is like a chippy, like a fish and chip shop. There are a few here, but they're just, in my humble opinion, not quite as good as the UK. Um, and that's all we could really think of. Yeah, we used to have a day trip to Weymouth when we lived in the UK, and have chips there. And when we started talking about chip shops and how much we loved them, but you don't see them as much now. Do you, We've do you got, have a lot of them in Kent? Well, I remember when I was when I was younger, because obviously I live right by the coast. And when I was younger, we there were loads of chippies. Yeah. So it was a very normal thing. But I'll tell you what, um, over the years, a, a, a lot of them have gone. Like, there's only a couple left in Winstable. There's, like, only one I know of in, uh, in Herne Bay. And then... And there's, I think, there's one or two in Margate, and then, yeah, but they seem to be disappearing a bit. But yeah. there's a few here and there. For me, Margate is, you know, like uh, I've only been there once or twice. But as a, even as a northerner, you'd hear, I mean, I think maybe because of the song by, um, was it Chas and Dave? Down to Margate. Oh, they used to in Fools and Horses, didn't they? When they're the Jolly Boys yeah. day out, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and. For me, that market's full of chippies in my mind. No, no more. But and I wonder why. I mean, is it because have they disappeared because uh, other things have taken over? Like, I don't know, kebab shop, pizza shop, uh, other foods become more trendy. I mean, Um, there's there's no, I mean, Margate's a bit different to everywhere else. Margate's had a lot of money invested into it, especially because they've got this big old uh, art museum and college oh, and stuff yes. but so they've they've got these fancy like new like wine places and stuff and they seem to be doing all right but as for the rest of the coast um i don't know it's a bit there were times where it places especially like whistable were struggling uh, but now things to be uh, things seem to be a bit better but 
don't know, it's just people doing these cool little shops and stuff. Yeah, is it, is it just that people over the years have just got bored of fish and chips and want something different? Uh, you know, is, is it is it the markup? I mean, I know fish is quite expensive, and if you think about it financially, I mean, you've seen the size of those fryers and the amount of oil you've got to put in them, and that's and you can't turn them off mid-service. It's not like they can go, all oh, right, there's been a bit of a lull, we'll turn them all off. They, yeah. they must cost a lot of money to keep powered up all the time. Yeah, imagine. and is it cheaper to do, is it cheaper to make pizzas and sell pizzas? Because we all know the markup on pizzas is is massive. It's just, yeah, it's just a flat sandwich, really. So maybe that's why they went. But I used to love the chippy when I was a kid. No, oh, did you? Did you? Yeah, I did you? Yeah, oh, I loved it. Yeah. I mean, who and I remember. It? Sorry, who doesn't? Well, a lot of people because they want pizzas now, Ricky. Oh, oh, fuck them, <laughs> the bastards. Um. But I remember there was one down our shops, um, and uh, we, used to, we used to go down there and we used to hang about outside. They used to do a, I don't know if you call them that, they used to do bags of scraps for free. So basically, for, for people out there who don't know what scraps are, it's when two people get together and have a fight. No, it isn't. It's <laughs> when all the bits of butter fall off and they fall on the bottom, and uh, the chippy man or woman or woman gets his spider, Renoir, a spider's like a fish people up, I think. and um, and gets all the scraps from the bottom he used to put them in there and he used to give them away for free and I think after a while he realised that it was a daft thing to do because uh, we'd all be outside um, sat eating these scraps and going back in for another bag and he'd be going I ain't selling any chips <laughs> yeah because we all the scraps mate yeah. and he started charging for them a robber so there you go Richard did you did your family like fish and chips yeah yeah I mean like when I was a lot it was the thing though isn't it like when I was a lot younger, it was it was the kind of the thing like you know most Fridays we'd have fish and chip supper, but I don't yeah. know. It's, I just feel like I got to a point in my life and it kind of like we just kind of stopped doing it. I don't know whether yeah. it it started to get a bit more expensive or something, or maybe there was like uh, we started getting a lot more of other foods from around the world. You know where yeah. Like Chinese and curry houses started taking up a bit more, so there was a lot more option. And then obviously, sometimes people like the prices, but the prices have gone up. And then people think, oh, it's actually cheaper if I just go buy that that ready shit in the supermarket and use that instead. Yeah, I, I, you know what I mean. And he's a good one. Actually, I never thought of this. Is that when I started first started chef at Donkeys years ago? You could. I remember when and restaurants started doing fish and chips oh when when i before i came to london i was like chefing down here every pub or restaurant i worked in there was fish and chips on the menu all the time yeah yeah because it's it's fairly easy to do you've got all the yeah. prep there you, you've you know you, you're doing chips anyway you've got a couple of fryers yeah you add fish and chips to the menu and basically yeah, it was always yeah, so, a beer batter wasn't it yeah yeah it was always beer batter yeah uh so if you think about it if restaurants and pubs started doing that, especially gastro pubs, that's basically that was putting some of the chippies out of business because then you can go there, then your mate who doesn't want chips, he can have steak and chips or whatever. Uh, is that another reason why they disappeared? Which is sad, really, because it's kind of yeah. British heritage, isn't it? Yeah, I'll tell, I'll tell you what I just remembered. I worked in this one uh, posh restaurant down here, right? And we'd done like a version of uh, fish and chips and we charged like 30 quid. I can't believe, <laughs> can't believe people paid for it. 
But it was like, so what we used to do, we used to do like these really fat chips, yeah. And then, oh, we, yeah. then we used to get uh, three small fillets of like, I think one was like a red snapper, like uh, one was cod, and I can't remember what the other, third one was. And then we'd make a tower out of it. Oh, uh, yeah. And then we'd done this like lemony, garlicky, mushy pea puree that we'd done a swoosh on the plate. And it was in is in the fine dining restaurant I was in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it used to work and people paid <laughs> so much money. I was like, fuck it hell. Ooh, look at those fat chips. Aren't yeah. they amazing? Yeah. In a tower, they're a bit like normal chips, but cut thicker. Yeah. Ooh, you fell for that one, love. Um yeah. well, Richard, I need yeah. to say something now. Right. And um well, I sound like you. I know. I, I'm normally I'm I'm like a little I'm like a little church mouse. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> um, so here on Radio Sauce, oh saucy, we've made um, a rule, Richard, that we don't have people on who are promoting their books or telling us about their new products because we don't want that. We're here just to chat. Unless we've uh, released a book, who did? Unless we've like wrote a book. Uh, we might have, yeah. Well, we could do that, but we'll just keep it. We'll keep it under wraps and just yeah. sneak it in. Yeah. Oh, no. uh, how how to run a podcast badly? Um, yeah. <laughs> so we don't want people on like that. We're not about this. We're about just speaking to people who are interesting or related to food and just down to earth at the call face. Yeah. So this week, Richard, we have. Our guest, who I'm going to call, coincidentally, a fish and chip shop expert. Okay. Experto. Experto. And this guy, he knows everything, well, 95% of everything about fish and chip shops throughout the land. I like to call him the codfather of chippies. (laughs) (laughs) And here he is, Daniel, diddly diddly Daniel. Hello to you, Daniel. Hello. Thanks Hello, for Daniel. Welcome. How are you doing? We're very good, thank you, Daniel. You've and, built uh, me up there, haven't you? You've built me up. <laughs> Why do you build me up, bud? <laughs> um, we have. You, you are the fish and chip expert. Am I right? Well, I've I've written a book. That's, if that what? makes you an expert. These days, it may may, may make you an expert. He's written a book. <laughs> Richard's written a book. Get, get him off. Get him off. We all want people in here telling us about the new book. Rule breaker. We didn't know that. <laughs> we didn't know this. <laughs> a book, you say? And is it about fish and chips? Well, yes. It's called Food of the Cods. Promote, promote. Oh. Get him off. Get him off. How fish and chips made Britain, and it does involve a tour. Of lots of fish and chips and writing about fish and chips. <laughs> nice. Get him off. Cut. I, 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 I've said this before, I think, on a previous podcast that I read somewhere, and this is maybe going to knock everything down about fish and chip shops, that it was um, the, the Jewish who were um, living yeah. in Portugal at the time took on um, the idea of battering fish. Um, and that brought it around over the years to the UK. So no, well, that I didn't mean, know that. That's cool. Yeah. Does that mean that fish and chips are not British, Daniel? Uh, absolutely, yeah. I mean it, it seems definitely true that deep fried 
fish, as you say, was a was a, a Jewish thing um, way before Victorian times when fish and chips were first put together. And of course, chips are probably French or Belgian. The, the main debate is about who put them together for the first time. Was it a, a London Jewish teenager? Was it Clara Duce in Bradford, D-U-C-E? Was it a man in Mosley who previously sold pig trotters and chips and then converted to fish? I wasn't. I, I don't know the answer to that, but I love the mystery of fish and chips. So yeah, that's great. Though. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, because I once did, um, we did a cook and learn with some cooking lessons uh, years ago uh, during COVID, and um, we did a, a version of a chip butty. And, and I thought, chip butty, why is that a thing? Um, and I looked it up, and apparently it was it was just some somewhere in, I don't know, Lancashire way, I think. And the guy basically started putting um, chips in a bread bun that had been yeah. buttered and sold it cheap, and it went well. So these little tiny twists of fate that, that change history, because now yeah. you say chip butty, like it's part of the British language. Yeah, absolutely. And well, you were mentioning scraps there, or bit scribble, scrunch and squeeze, scrump scratchings, all sorts of <laughs> words from them wherever you go. But <laughs> but I would have them in a in a white bread when I was a kid as well. As oh, now that's a good idea. Oh, yes. oh <laughs> scraps. Yeah. What were the names for them, Daniel? Scrib- scribbles. Well, they they were just some of them, but but bits in West Yorkshire, gribbles, scrunchings and screeds, scrumps are found in Wales, and scratchings in the southwest of England. So. Yeah. Rich, rich, what do you call him, Richard? What do you call scraps, Richard, in Kent? Scraps. Yeah. Yeah, we're pretty, we're pretty old-fashioned down here. Yeah. We don't like to mince our words. They might yeah. not, they might not sell them because the scrap line I found it stops at the Scottish border. They don't sell them in Scotland, and the most southern scraps I found were in South Wales, and then they also had them in Norwich. So there's a sort of border. There's a scrap border running through our country. <laughs> They're hard to find in London and, and down the, the, the ah, south southeast. Yeah, we've got control points everywhere where you're not allowed to, <laughs> yeah. to get searched. Or, or doctors. <laughs> control points or doctors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, you know what? When I was a kid and I used to go to the chippy, because for us, I know it was a, we were told it was a Friday night thing, but I always remember um, because the weekend is when your, your dad wasn't at work. My, my dad was a sheet metal worker and, and I lived on a council estate. And, uh, you know, if he wasn't money grabbing and working overtime, um, Saturday was off and Sunday. And um, there was all the crap telly on a Sunday morning. Tis was. Remember that? Saturday morning, yeah. Um, <laughs> and um, my dad would go, here, there's some money. Get yourself down a chippy. And he would write it all down. So your man wants cotton chips, no scraps, vinegar salt. Salt vinegar on the side, but don't put the vinegar on too much because they're right, okay. And I write it all down because I couldn't remember it all. And I always remember going to the chippy, and on a Saturday, it was rattled, and you had to stand outside in a queue. And it used to really annoy me because I used to get bored. But I used to love because I was just at that height where the glass panels of the chip yeah. fryer were just in front of my face and staring in at all the goods and going, I'm starving. Oh, look at that one. And all of a sudden, the, the chippy guy or woman, would throw a load of chips in like that, and you're going, oh, look at them, or, or yeah. cod would come flying towards the glass, and you go, oh, look at that there, because yeah. I, I ate fish then. Um, and I, I remember, and I, I, this always freaked me out, pies in the chippy. <laughs> because the old uh, pucker pies. Yeah, there'd be pies. in the, So in this in the glass screen that I could look through, you'd see other cod and the sausages and the deep-fried burgers and the fish cakes and the, and all these things and then the pies and I used to think they don't even look like anything else they're not 
<laughs> don't, what, they're in foil. But why are they there? And I always thought they were like aliens to me. <laughs> See, I was I was always like, if if they weren't there, then it was weird. Hmm. Because they'd always been there for me. Oh, I see, they weren't to me. I was freaked out. Daniel, yeah, do you I'm think... A, I'm a lot younger than you. Like, a lot. That's true. That's true. Daniel, do you think pies are aliens in the chippy? Well, I, I do. I mean, what, what I love about that is is the regional variations of it all. So, like, in Lancashire, they're mad on the pies, or the puddings, as they call them, which is a different thing to the... You have the Holland's pies, which is like your pucker pie, or they have your, your, your suety pies that are steamed. Um, pudding and chips, they call yeah. it. And, you know, so that... It just varies wherever you go. I went to the West Midlands and tried these things called orange chips, which have been around since the 1940s, and they swear by them. So it's a chip with with crumbles of butter on it and some sort of paprika salt, uh, paprika powder on it rather. And they are quite orangey. They are visually very wow. interesting, and yeah. they just they've never travelled outside the West Midlands, though. You can't get them anywhere else. But they they, they hang on to them as a part of uh, West Midlands identity. You know, we're not Birmingham. They don't have them here. There rather, we have them here, and you get these little quirks everywhere and I, I loved finding that because you know Britain's become so homogenous in its high streets and, and the way we eat yeah. many similar things and the chain restaurants everywhere but the fact these these places have hung on you know even the variation of, of the, the fish you have haddock in West Yorkshire cod in North Yorkshire and, uh, and all of the rest it's it's a really characterful yeah. thing I think still uh, yeah it is because I, I put this out on uh, social media and someone um, mentioned in Hull was it a whole patty? Yeah, with... patty, yeah. And, and, and I'm going to say this. It sounded wrong to me, but I, I thought, have they got it wrong? And it said mashed potato and sage. Yeah, that sounds patty. about right. And they have, they're, they're a different, Cumbria, there's a Cumbrian patty as well. And um, But in, in Hull itself, they have they have chip spice on the chips and they yes. all swear by yes. that. But that's never, can't, I think you can get it just about in bits of Lincolnshire, but it's never really gone anywhere else. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so, someone showed me a picture of it. Um, yeah. the, the spice, chip spice, or something. Now, now this was in Hull, yeah. and don't forget, uh, we're from Stockton on Tees, which is not that far away from no. Hull. And I'd never heard of chip spice. No, no. <laughs> and it was only on the road. Yeah. Why, it's weird. Yeah. Uh, Can I ask something? Bit... Yeah, about where, chip spice. Where, where the, where the, uh, you have to come back to the chip spice. Where did the, this whole like deep frying the Mars bar? <laughs> well, that, that started. I, I've, I went to the, the first chippy where that started, which is Stonehaven, which is just south of Aberdeen. Um, wow. It was mid mid 1990s. Two schoolboys dared the friar. Can you can you put me Mars bar in the friar? Let's true story. See is what true happens. story, Daniel. Uh, what's that? Is that a true story? This happened? absolutely true. Absolutely true. So I went to that chippy, which is a really flash chippy now, and this is yeah. the first time I'd ever tried one, and it was it looked like some sort of roadkill or something from a bushfire in Australia, some little animal. Yeah. And, and it was divine. I called it Grampian Tempura in the book that I didn't write <laughs> that I'm not promoting. Um, <laughs> and it was it was just wonderful. I'll, I'll have one again. I, I imagine they can be pretty horrible if you do them in a big thick batter and they get quite stodgy, but this was, it was tremendous. Wow. Short off. <laughs> that's, that's, and then everyone started doing it, didn't they? Yeah. A Ferrero Rocher are a big thing now. I think we take them out of the packet first. No and way. I think they have to do like an ambassador's reception pile or not. I hope they do. <laughs> well, we're we're, uh, we're a bit beyond down here, so we'll probably get that in a couple of years. <laughs> famously, famously. Yeah. <laughs> um, I remember. I don't know if this, if anyone remembers these, but I loved these. I ate meat at the time. We used to have something in our chippy, 
Um, our tippy was that it was an old council estate, post-war council estate. So there was a, a parade of shops there. So every shop was purpose-built. So this chippy was purpose-built. Um, and there was something called beanies. Mm. And beanies were like, imagine a handful of sausage meat and then put flatten it out and add some beans, baked beans. Yeah. Then wrap it around the beans and then batter it and deep fry it. Well, yeah. like a kind the... of a Scotch egg kind of looking thing. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, God, but... I've never, I've never yeah. heard of them. That's another I... creative, <laughs> creative <laughs> invention that never left our council list. No, yeah, no. <laughs> with, like, with good reason. With that, yeah. <laughs> I love them. You know, no, I, 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 them. I, I only eat. In fact, I was going to say I only eat fish. You only eat fish and chips now. So in my meat days, I would have loved that as well. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's about um, a bad sausage for me. Oh, I love them. Battered sausage, yeah, I remember them, and, and they were cheap, the battered sausages, so they yeah. were quite popular. Yeah, and, yeah. and burgers, our, our chip used to do like a regular burger, but battered and deep but fried. Battered, everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Talking of which, um, we do a little feature here, Daniel, Ooh. on Radio Sauce. Oh, saucy. Um, uh, so, Daniel, here on Radio Sauce. Yeah. Oh, saucy. Okay. <laughs> D- Daniel, yeah, <laughs> here on Radio Sauce. Oh fucking hell! I'm not doing it again. <laughs> Three times. I'm, a, I'm Richard. I'm trying to get Daniel to do it. So oh, Daniel, oh. here on Radio Sauce. <laughs> Ooh, saucy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> oh yes, Donna's point. Um, we have a little um game. We like to call it a game. Um. And it's something that Richard likes to do with our contestants. And it's called Ready, Steady, Ricky. Oh, Ready, Steady, Ricky. Here we go. So <laughs> I uh, I have a habit. I go to, uh, where, where is it? I go again? Is it Dave's Supermarket or something? Yeah, Dave, Dave's yeah. Corner, corner thing. Yeah. Dave's Corner Shop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I've gone there. And uh, because this is the, I think it's the first week of December. By the time this uh, comes yes. out, um, he's he's got all his uh, Christmas gear out that he had frozen from the previous year. So, <laughs> so I've had first dibs on it. Ooh. Oh, so oh, what, what, the... what, what's Daniel going to do? All right, Andrew, I'm getting there. Come on, Jesus Christ! Chicken... All right, so I'm going to give you a selection of ingredients. It's up to you to form a dish or Ooh. a dish has out of the ingredients you are allowed to add some ingredients of your own like seasoning or if you wanted mm. to deep fry in a batter then that's up to you oh, chip spice or chip spice so um the ingredients are when i look in my bag a bag of sprouts oh. a pineapple oh. <laughs> a christmas pudding oh, oh joy and a one-year-old frozen monkfish. Oh. oh, well, they didn't really sell last year, so that's why I got, <laughs> I got a pretty good deal. So, I, have can to, I, ask I have to buy. Question? I have to buy all this. Andrew yeah, doesn't. I know you do. Yeah, you don't reimburse me or anything. No, so um, I have to start getting all the cheap frozen shit. Can I ask a question, Richard? Are the sprouts frozen or fresh? Just so Daniel can have a. They're frozen from last. They're frozen from last year. From last year. Okay. So first of all, I'll. I'll defrost it or I'll let it defrost naturally. Nice. And then I'll 
I'll pulp it all together, mash it all into one, absolutely stir it, mash it, spice it, chip spice it, put all, all of these chip shop ingredients in some Sarsons vinegar, some very cheap salt, very thin salt, Not your, none of your sea salt rubbish nah. from restaurants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bung it all in, put a bit of ketchup in, not Heinz, but cheap ketchup, star ketchup or something like that, 39p, and nice. um, mash, 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 beat it all together, pummel it, and then I'll batter it, I'll deep fry it, because batter and deep frying is the only way to make that not taste of its ingredients. Beautiful. <laughs> oh, and, and like what, what, would, what would that amazing dish, if I was going to go in a chippy uh, down our shops and I was going to say a bag of chips with this monkfishy, sprouty, pineapple thing, what would be the name of it? I'd call, it, I'd call it a seasonal ball because it's going to be a ball <laughs> it's, a, it's a Danny surprise. <laughs> <laughs> a seasonal ball. Where are you going this year for your, for your Christmas dinner? <laughs> um, I would, uh, I, I think if I had to put it on a, on the, res- on a restaurant dish uh, menu, I'd probably just mash up the pineapple sprouts and put in, stuff it into the monkfish <laughs> and then deep fry it. Yeah, boom. <laughs> you know, I, you know, I would do Richard. I would oh. take each individual item, batter each one in tempura, right? Yeah, each one individually, and then stack them up on a plate with some chunky chips and charge thirty quid. <laughs> <laughs> See what you done there. <laughs> um, I have to copyright this. <laughs> you, you made me. You made me think of something years ago about the frozen fish. Um, yeah, Daniel, I, uh, I used to work for a training provider. Right. Um, we used to have students. I used to have to go out to establishments and check on the students and talk to them, blah, blah, blah. And I remember going one day to Middlesbrough. Um, I had this student that worked in this little cafe thing. Uh, and the bloke who owned it, he was getting on a bit. He was a nice chap. And he used to rabbit my ears off. Every time I'd go, he'd go, hey, you know, we had a busy day like yesterday. And uh, this woman came in and she... Blah, 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 and I go, I was just blanked him out. And one day he started telling me about his fish and chips. They did all sorts of did pies, burgers shepherd's pie and all that and he said you know what i do with my fish and i was like oh god here he goes oh what do you do and he says i leave it in the box right frozen I went, right, <laughs> and then the next I, li- I put it in the fridge overnight to defrost but i leave it all stacked up tight in the box and i went right and i think i can't even i can't even think about where he's going with this i can't predict it and the next day it's only half defrosted and i went yeah, well, it would be because it's jam-packed together. You haven't separate. I went, yeah, okay. Then what I do is um, staff come in and they take it out, semi-frozen. And I went, yeah. Then what? Then they batter it and deep-fry it. Uh, and I'm thinking, it's going to be raw in the middle. So I went to him, that, that's a great idea. Why? And he went, because it's still soft in the middle when I serve it. And I thought, <laughs> well, you've just, this is about 20-odd years ago, and I thought, You've just literally brought sushi to the Dundas Arcade <laughs> in Middlesbrough. And I thought, why are you serving half raw fish? I don't, why is that good? I didn't say that. So I went, that's a brilliant idea. I'll make sure I don't write it down. <laughs> um, Daniel, you must have been to some, some amazing places and amazing chip shops. And I'd like to know, and so would Richard and Donna, which chippy in the UK that you know of 
has the best chip shop name? Oh, that's a good, a good question. That they're, they're, they're all in are... Spain, aren't they? All the good name yeah. ones. <laughs> <laughs> there is, um, you know, there's a few in Cod We Trust. Which God, is, we uh, that's nice. The, the, there are a few Cod Fathers, which you've mentioned there. Oh, yes, that's there your are, name. There are yeah. lots called the, the Something Place, spelt like P-L-A-I-C-E. Oh. I'm just trying to think now. Yeah, there's, there's, I would always say in Codway Trust, very, very good, isn't it? I think. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Um, <laughs> the, I, I, they do those tacky names. I think are brilliant. Have you seen any funny ones, Ricky? Uh down down here, it's really fucking boring. It's all like oh. yeah, they have all nice names, don't they? Like, I think the one that used to be around the corner used to be called like Seashells. Seashells. Oh. That's what they like <laughs> down here, man. There's no imagination. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Or they use, or they use their last name, thinking that's better. Bernard's oh, yeah. fucking fish and chips. Yesterday, I was in the um, the town of Airdrie near Glasgow, and uh, you know, you, you might well know, and I've, I wrote about this in the book that I'm not promoting that most oh, yeah. Italian yeah. chippy, most Scottish chippies are run by Italians. Loads of Italian immigrants yes. came over from Victorian times. Amazing story, really is. And um, there was one there called Bacchialdi. So I thought, oh, it's one of those Italian. Families been here from yeah. Tuscany for hundred years, but it's not. It's because it was behind Aldi, so it's the back a Aldi. That's <laughs> <laughs> wow, I like it. <laughs> Front Aldi, <laughs> side Aldi. <laughs> That's that, uh, for, for me, chippies. I mean, even talking now, you know that they've been ingrained with us since we were kids, and yeah. and one of my earliest memories of of the chippy apart from scrounging a bag of scraps, was it was when um, Princess Diana and Charles got married uh, in our local chip. No. Um, and I remember it was a Saturday because I was got married, and it was a big thing. Uh, I mean, how long ago must that have been? It must have been mid-80s when Charles and Diana got married. And uh, it was a Saturday. I remember my dad said, right here while the royal wedding's on, here, there's some money, get yourself down the chip. And he wrote it all down as usual. And um Left the house, and our chippy was a four-minute walk down to the, down to the shops. And I stepped out of the house, went in the street with, with the money, um, and I saw this lad that I knew vaguely from school, and I forget his name now, I'll call him Bob. I said, hey, Bob, what are you doing? He says, oh, I'm sick of watching that shit about the, the royal wedding. He said, I've been sent down to chippy. And I said, oh, yeah, so have I. Got down to the shops. When we got to the shops, I've never seen it. It was a ghost town. Even the chippy didn't have a queue. <laughs> and we got to the chippy, and um, it walked straight to the front. No, no, no queue. The guy was bored. Um, he, he hadn't got any prep done because he obviously thought everyone's going to be watching the the, the royal wedding. Um, and he did the fish and chips for us. Blah blah blah. Give him the money. And I walked back, and I remember thinking. And this is maybe the social side of of the UK. And I thought, why is it all year, right? Everyone mourns about the royals and they go, oh, the royal family taking our money. Oh, yeah. Get rid of a lot of them. That's what my dad used to say. Get rid of a lot of them. Uh, it's shocking, you know. However, everybody was at home watching the royal wedding. Mm-hmm. No one was in the chippy. Mm-hmm. And I thought, so you don't like the royals, but you're happy to stop at home and watch on the TV. And as a teenager, I was walking back with my chips thinking about that. And my beanie and my life changed. <laughs> Your life changed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's the type of thing. That's the type of thing we talk about here on Radio Sauce. Oh, saucy. 
um, imagine, right? That you know, on Christmas Day, that the the Chinese restaurants are still open, aren't they? Yeah. Imagine if the fish and chip restaurants were still open. Oh, I wonder if anyone would go. You could have Christmas dinner chippies. Yeah, I would. I'd have chips with my roast. Or the seasonal ball. Or the yeah. seasonal yeah. ball. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Wow. <laughs> um, I always remember the jars of pickled things. Yeah. Uh, you must have oh, seen yeah. Pickled what, Daniel? Onions, eggs. Oh, yeah. What what they just call them wallies in London, don't they? The, the big bowed pickles. Oh, wallies. Yeah. Pickled wallies. And these have the, uh, the gherkins, but I wasn't fond of them. No. No, I've, I, I, what I love about that is one of the things I love about chip shops is like the furniture of them almost. So it is the massive jars of things. It's not necessarily that I'm going to eat them. Yeah. But I just look, I like to know they're there. So it's wooden forks, which arguably spoil the taste a bit. I like to get one and stab it in just so it's there. Because I love the design of it. I love the shape of it. And I, and I feel that way about all of those things. It, it, down to the cans of pop that you don't really get anywhere else. I always have dandelion and burdock with my fish and chips. Uh, and nice. Or, or Vimto at a push. And tie, they always have Tizer as well and, and Bath Shandy. And you don't yeah. see these pops anywhere else. And I, I, that's yeah. one of those things that I just love about chippies, these lesser spotted things. Well, you know why? Because I obviously worked in, in catering. I worked for a company years ago. And we used to go to the cash and carry. Yeah. And... Um, I remember going to cash and carry because you could. That's where we bought a lot of bulk food, etc. Uh, this was donkeys years ago. And I remember when I got the cash and carry with my boss, I go, "Oh look, there's all these weird drinks from the chippy." And they were like <laughs> two pounds for a case of twenty four. And you were like, "That's why they're in the chippy." Cause they're <laughs> Don't spoil um, the magic. I believe they've been sorry. paired by a, a pop sommelier, and that's why they're like that. <laughs> Pop sommelier, um, and there's the whole thing about newspaper. But now you see them in in um, cardboard boxes, cones, polystyrene. Yeah. On your travels, do, is do you see a, a big difference or? The, 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 that's another thing I love is the, the theatre. You mentioned the queue, so I, I although you're starving, you, your tummy's rumbling. I love the theatre of the queue and and waiting and watching these things and the, the democracy of the queue as well, because so many different types of people go for a chippy now. And then I love the, the packaging as well and watching the the hands of the server that just wraps so so quickly. So the boxes sort of ruin that at times when they, when they have the boxes. But I do love the packaging that has fake newspaper on it, like yeah. fake headlines <laughs> with, with puns on it. The newspaper thing is one of those ones where I, I am, what am I now, early 40s. I've convinced myself I can remember eating out of newspaper, but I think it was an outer wrapping that they used to use. But looking at the social history of things, you know, a lot of people claim they got their news from their from their chippy because they unwrapped it and got the newspaper <laughs> that way. So. Yeah, I, I do remember it. I do. I'm 54. I remember having, um, but you got there was like a liner, almost like a yeah, looked like a piece of grease proof or something. So they they'd put out the sheets of of newspaper, obviously because it was cheap and free because it was from the week before. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, customers, where we were, customers would take the newspapers in and give them to the chippy. Yeah, that's, I've read about that as well, yeah. <laughs> and it would soak, even though it had this little line, it would soak through, and you always had soggy newspaper at the bottom. Yeah. With bits of vinegar. Um, and I've got another question for you, Daniel. Yes. Are you ready? Oh, yes. Daniel, 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 if you had a spaniel, what would you call it? Nathaniel. <laughs> Jesus. 
<laughs> Someone's going to cut off at this time, aren't they? Going, geez, what are you about? Um, did you know also, I might be wrong on this, but I read somewhere that that fish and chip smell that you smell, you go, oh, mm. smell them chips. It's actually not the fish or the chips, it's the vinegar. Yeah. I, yeah. I'd, I'd agree with that. Well, yeah, yeah. I, that yeah. One of my reasons for writing the book I'm not promoting was that uh, it yeah. seduced me from the age of about four. I can remember sitting on the wall outside the village chippy and I struggle to walk past that aroma now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you do. But, and, and Richard's probably got some, some ideas of what they used to, they do down there, but mm. I'm a bit free, more freaked out as time goes on, maybe because I am a very old person. And, yeah, some of the more weird things they do in the shop in the chippies now, like halloumi bites, yeah, um, uh, and, and chicken nuggets and things like that. They don't, they don't fit for me. Richard, do you have them down there? We, uh, like I say, we're a bit behind here, so the the halloumi and stuff like that has, hasn't really reached us. But uh, one thing is that the kebab houses, the kebab houses are starting to do the fish and chips. Uh, we're going to that. So we can't call them chippies because they're a kebab house first. Yeah. But maybe so the, maybe that's where the fish and chip shops are starting to lose to. Yeah. yeah. Do, what, what do you think, Daniel? They're getting watered down by being being taken over or, or by adding some homey bites? I, I think it's, there's a compromise to be made because you talked earlier on about losing a lot of chip shops and there's undoubtedly there are fewer than there were 20 30 years ago so there has to be a sense of compromise with changing diets and things and that that comes into fraying and dripping as well which is still huge in the north and less so in london and i think it can be i think i i generally love a very simple menu of a couple of types of fish maybe an exuberant thing like a potato scallop and some chips and about three (laughs) that that would that for me is a rule of a good chippy very very simple menu Mm. but there's got to be room you've got to try and cater for you know uh, vegetarianism even even veganism with the going beyond beyond halloumi to the what's the the banana um banana blossom yeah but that's people have been deep deep frying that and uh, my my wife's a vegan seems to like that i think we just love the batter actually as much as anything to be honest with you Uh, you know what (laughs) yes did you say banana blossom yeah. yeah, banana blossom. Have you heard of it, Richard? No, what's that? It, there was a chippy in someone did it in London a good few years ago now, yeah. where they they set up a vegan fish and chip place. And banana blossom, to be honest, it, it comes in a tin, so it tastes of brine. Um, yeah. But it's the, it's the it's in layers, so when mm. you cut it or bite into it, it almost breaks like the flesh of fish, like flakes. Oh. Um, and it's, so that's it's another thing that that people started using to kind of mimic. Yeah. Fish. But um, and, and, and when it's done well, like to give a shout out to one chippy got Golden Union right in the middle of London off Oxford Street, a little haven does does alternatives really, really well. So uh, they'll do you a battered um veggie sausage. I can't think which one it was, maybe that the Irish recipe ones that are quite good. Um and, and they do it, they carry it off brilliantly. And she even promised me scraps next time I was down, she would put some oh, out that's nice. things them out. That's <laughs> nice. We did a someone I, I nicked this idea from um someone I know. Um, of celeriac because it, you basically take celeriac, peel it, keep it whole, but take slices of it and poach it or, or, or simmer it in water with seaweed and it takes mm. on a fishy taste. Um, and when you break it, when it's cooked and when you break it, it almost breaks, not the same as fish, but it, it, it breaks unevenly like flakes. And then what you do is 
put some nori, which is like a, a flat seaweed on it, just a couple yeah. of slices, then batter it and deep fry it. And I'm not saying it tastes of fish, but it's not far off. And I, I gave the idea to someone uh, a few years ago, a chef, and what he did was he started cutting the celeriac in rectangles, doing going through that process of adding the, the seaweed, etc., mm. and battered them um, and called them fish fingers. Mm. <laughs> um, so there's all these new takes on it maybe that's what puts the poor chippy out of business i don't know because my, my view would be um that good chippies are surviving to be honest with you ones that that good ingredients good cook you know it's that seemed to be traveling around again for this book i'm not promoting um yeah that seemed to be the, the case that when they do it well they've got cues out of the door still it's a big part of people's routine and the fact is we eat out a lot more than we ever have in history or we get you know deliveries and so yeah. there's room for a, a curry on a wednesday night and your chippy tea on a, on a friday as long as you don't tell your doctor that's all yes mm. don't tell your doctor so yeah long may it live and while you're here daniel right not promoting your book um there's there's something i'd like you to to know about oh and it's a little game we play called the big d3 here on radio sauce oh saucy <laughs> uh daniel here on radio sauce daniel oh saucy <laughs> um and this game daniel chip shop curry sauce oh yeah there's another one anyway this game is where we take three questions, and in each question, there are three items, and we ask you, which is your fave? Which is your fave, Daniel? And here we go. And the first one is, we're talking about chip shops. Okay. Well, let's not talk about chips. Let's talk about potatoes. So, Daniel, I know you like chips, but if you're going to have a different type of potato dish. Yeah. I'm going to give you three choices here. The first one is a rosting. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of a rosting? I have, yeah. Richard, have you heard of a rosting? Yeah, I've heard. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> rosting? <laughs> Jacket potato with some butter if you want. Or are you going to opt for the third option, which I've masked with a posh name of pom puree? Oh, so Washington yeah. potato or pom puree? Oh, well, you know, originally they tried to pair fish and baked potatoes in uh, in the northwest before they just stumbled yeah. upon chips. But I'll go rusty every time. L- lovely, lovely bit. Of ah, it's a lovely bit of crispiness. Yeah, yeah. Richard, which one would you like? Oh, I'm old school, man. I love my jacket potatoes. I love jackets buds. Yeah, I love jackets buds. Sometimes, Richard, I, I um. What I've been doing is um, I make jacket potatoes and when they're all crispy, etc., I only eat the inside uh, potato flesh. And then what I do, Daniel, you can listen to this as well. <laughs> I get the outside, the skin, right? And I've been saving them up and I've actually made myself a jacket. <laughs> what, a wear. jacket you wear? A jacket, jacket, yeah. like a lovely bomber jacket, but of, yeah, of skin. Made of potato yeah. skins. <laughs> you people come you up could, and nibble on it. Yeah, you could make the of a, bit on a, a bomber jacket has that fur bit. You could make that out of disused potato. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh sure. A good answer there from um, young Daniel. Um, the next one. Okay, you, you've touched on this a little bit. Um, you go to Chippy, 
and you're going to get a big bag of steaming hot chips and you need something sweet and delicious to wash it down. Are you going to go for, I'm being topical here, Iron Brew, Dandelion and Burdock, or, and this is retro, man, Cream Soda. Ooh. Ooh. It's it's de- it's dandy all the way for me. That's what I was. One of my favourite early chippies that's now gone was was near Ayrton Park, uh, a Middlesbrough fan from the same part of the world as you wow. as you well know. And um, I was back in a, in a nearby chippy to try and recreate what I used to get. And I ordered a chips, scraps, and a dandelion burger. And she said, "Chips and a dandy." And I loved that. And it's, it's dandy, dandy all the way. What a pop! <laughs> chips and dandy. Richard, do you like dandelion and burdock? Um, I remember trying it when I was younger. It was nice, but obviously because I'm from a, a bit of a different generation, or maybe it's just how far behind we are down here, we never really had the the exotic tastes. <laughs> we just had Coke, Diet Coke, Lemonade, uh, Lil, um, oh, yeah, I forgot what 7-Up, 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 yeah. Um, cream Soda, was. I don't know if anyone remembers Cream I, Soda. I, I think I'd go for a Cream Soda, though. Yeah, does it? Do, can you still get that anywhere? Yeah, yeah. Chip, I've seen chippies with it on this. Top. Lilt's gone now. Lilt is just a type of Fanta, which is confusing. Oh, oh that's uh, a shame. Uh, the big, the big it, other ones, Vimto, pronounced with a P that it doesn't have in many places. Vimto. For some reason. Yeah. There's, there's actually a monument to Vimto in the middle of Manchester. A really nice sculpture. So. <laughs> <laughs> there really. Oh, nice. Um, number three on the big T three. Daniel, is this, and I'm going to go against the grain here, and this is not going to go down well. Okay. You're out and about, and you've had a hard day not promoting the book, and um, you fancy, coincidentally, some fish and chips, and you're in a town centre. Are you going to go to Harry Ramsden's? Okay, that beautiful chain of fish and chip shops who also um did you know will also porch the fish if you don't want it battered mm. or are you going to go to number two weather spoons and get yourself uh the monday to thursday two till five includes a drink six pounds 79 <laughs> msc certified or are you going to go to oh, mackie d's going to go to mcdonald's and get fill your fish and fries and it's wild caught fish with a soft steam bun. Which one do you not want to go? Um, do you definitely want to go to? <laughs> do you know what? I'm going to go McDonald's because I loved the original Harry Ramsden's, which is now a Weatherby Whaler um, in, in Menworth near Bradford as a kid. And it, nothing's ever going to live up to that, especially um, with the like the chain element. The spoons, fish and well, the spoons, spoons chips. I, I, I don't mind the weather spoons in general, but spoons chips are among the just aren't great chips. And, and uh, I'd go for a fillet of fish, so I could say a fillet of fish for my wife, like that early nineties advert that where, where the fellow <laughs> oh, used to yeah. say that. <laughs> so that which one would you have, Ricky? Uh, I'd probably just starve, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Is there um, literally no other options? <laughs> no, okay. but there you go. You see, that's the the poor guy in the chip shop or woman. What uh, was the, what, what was the first one you said? Uh, Harry Ramsden's. Have you heard of it? No, I don't think we have that down here. Ah, oh, right. It must be a northern thing then. Well, I, you, well I... you would have in in the in the um, late eighties, early nineties. They just they, they went they went floated on the stock market, and there was 
well over a hundred of them across the all over north south everywhere and it and then yeah, yeah there, there aren't many left now <laughs> yeah it's kind, of, it kind of like a wimpy thing yeah, yeah. wimpy yeah. was like down here wimpy was massive but, but, in the 90s so that was it yeah it's the thing with fish and chips that i was really heartened by the lack of chains actually and it, because there's such individual places usually still in their in the design, in the customer service, in the menu, literally, and also what they serve and the way they serve it. Chains yeah. are generally not really, really taken off with fish and chips, which I think is an interesting yeah. and good thing, really. That is true, oh, actually. Weird. There's, there's a Harry Ramsons in uh, Bournemouth. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, on you, the got one in you got one in Spain? No, no. You should there's, do there's that. Literally, uh, 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 call it what Barry Ramsden. Barry Ramsden. I'm going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Barry Ramsden. Um, and th- I asked a question um, on the Big D three recently uh, to someone else on on Radio Sauce. Oh, sauce. <laughs> um, about what you would have on your chips. Um, and one of the things I mentioned was curry sauce on chips. You know the chip shop curry. Yeah. Um, do you like that, Daniel? Oh yes, not not on not on the side dish, but on chips on on their own. I love gravy and chips as well, but I do love a chippy curry sauce. Yeah, oh, well, gravy's a northern thing, isn't it? Richard doesn't have gravy on his chips, do you, Richard? No, it's not. We don't have that down here. <laughs> it's a good it's all words, <laughs> sauce. We, 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 there's something they do over in Spain here, uh, which is not like fish and chips, but they do aubergine deep fried. So you'll take aubergine, cut it into like almost like wedges or slices. Um, bread crumbed and the deep fry it and served with honey. Oh, yes, the, oh, I quite like that. Miel is that? That's yeah. nice. Ah, that's interesting. Um, so also, Danielle, um, we I, I have to I have to do this bit because this is this is funny. Uh, we have another part of the show called a question of sauce, and this is where our delightful listeners, yes, you listener, ask questions. Now, some of them are shit, okay? Some of them are shit questions. I'm going to be honest, okay? Like, uh, where do you get your shoes from? Mm. Uh, eh? Why does that got to do with anything? But this one is really good. And it's a guy called Richard. Not you, Richard. Because uh, you would have known. Not me. No, no. And he said, and I do not know the answer to this, right? But he said, why is it when you go in a cafe? And when he said it, I went, yeah, it does. And it bloody annoys me. Why is it when you go in a cafe? And they serve you a piece of gato or a cake or a piece of Victoria sponge. And when they serve it, they put it on top of the serviette on the plate. Have you seen mm. that happen? Yeah. It's that good, doesn't... It's no answer, is it? No, because then you go, now, I can't use the serviette, but also all the, the buttercream or the cream gets stuck to the serviette. On the serviette, yeah. Who does that? Yeah. People, stupid people, why, why do they do that? Any ideas why that would happen, Richard? We don't have that down here. <laughs> who puts who puts a napkin over a cake? Uh, under under the cake. Under, oh, under yeah. the cake. I, I, I don't know. No, that's I, I, silly. So that's a that's a, a question from a listener. I just cannot answer because I mm. don't get the. Where's logic. the Where's the listener from? Ken. No. no, they're not from Ken. <laughs> <laughs> Liar. <laughs> and here's another one, right? In that. Yeah, if someone knows why, listeners, listeners, listen to right, this. Andrew, after, yeah. you, after you've done this, right, I've got a little story to tell you. Oh, good. So remind me. I, I can't wait. Um, so if anyone's listening, why do they put um, 
cake on top of the serviette because it's a daft thing to do. And then the second question, it was someone called Angela, wants to know, maybe they've heard us do this, why is it, right, and and now I've had to get my head around this because we've moved around the country, so we get we get a bit confused. Dinner, okay, or tea. So, for example, my mother is in Teesside, and at 12 o'clock in the middle of the day, she has dinner. Mm. And at 5, 6 o'clock, she has tea. However, if I'm in London at 12 o'clock in the middle of the day, I have lunch. And at five, six, seven o'clock, I have dinner. Richard, what what do you have? What do you call it? Yeah, same lunch and dinner. Daniel, I'm with your mum all the way on the, the dinner lady rule. Why were they called dinner ladies if it wasn't at twelve o'clock? Oh, yeah, that's true. So someone asked this, and I thought, well, that's a quick, easy search on Google. Jesus, it isn't there? Are so <laughs> many answers. <laughs> the kind of worms. Yeah, but what basically, about, what about supper? Because supper is is conflict. Yeah. In front of the fire, watching songs of praise, isn't it? Whereas, to people from a certain background, that's tea. So, yeah. Well, from what I could t- make out, it goes back to Victorian times when someone posh got got a bit hungry around five o'clock time, and and said to her butler, "Bring me some tea, dear, and bread and butter, and maybe a scone or a scone." <laughs> and this became a thing uh, and then she would start inviting friends around and then people would come around and go oh Marjorie we love this beautiful high tea so it was kind of in between lunch and dinner and they mm. called it tea but then what happened is the working classes as it always does, the working classes adopted this because they were actually working hard proper work, you know what I mean like and they would start to go oh I think I'll have some tea because I'm starving, so they would have a mug of tea and maybe a bit of cake, and that became known as tea. So then dinner, over time, evolved and became something you had at lunchtime. Mm. And that, that's the best I can get, because mm. it's baffling, but then still, my mother says, I'm having dinner at 12 o'clock and tea at 6 o'clock. Yeah. She doesn't have a scone, but yeah. it's, it's weird, isn't it? And what, what, when you throw a brunch into that, you know, this, this modern thing yeah. at half 10, 11, I call that brinner because it, it, it's between breakfast and yeah. dinner, not brinner. breakfast and lunch. <laughs> you, you'll brinner. Yeah, now. You know, of course. Like it, but for me as a northerner, if someone says lunch, I think the posh. If I hear someone go, oh, I'm having lunch, I don't even hear it like that. I hear them go, oh, I'm having lunch. Yeah, but we get lunch breaks. So it's lunch. Yeah, you get lunch breaks, don't you? Yeah. Ah, uh, or dinner break. Uh, it's dinner break, dinner break. But <laughs> but Daniel, a, 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 a nagging question is: Should scones be deep fried? Well, it'd be very heavy, wouldn't it? It'd be a din- It'd be a, a weapon. Wouldn't it? It would be, wouldn't I'd, it? I'd be up for trying that. <laughs> I would be. Oh, imagine if they were filled. Oh, imagine if it was a cheese scone or a cheese scone. In back, scone. That sounds glorious. Yeah, mm. imagine that. That would be. That would be amazing. Whatever you do in the world. If you're involved with food, all you need to do is fats and carbs. Yeah. Whatever you do, involve fats and carbs. It's a winner. <laughs> Sounds like a, uh, a rap group, doesn't it? Fats and carbs. <laughs> um, did we answer those questions? Or not? I th- did we kind of answer those questions? Oh, yes, we did. On a question of sauce. Here at Radio Sauce. Oh, saucy. <laughs> Daniel, do <laughs> yes. you have a question? Oh, um... 
You've thrown me there. No, I I mean, why why do you think fish and chips have never taken off in any other country? There's my question. Well, I think they have in certain ways. I mean, in Spain, especially where we are in Spain, they eat a lot of fish. Uh, Some of it's deep fried in batter. Mm. Some of it's kind of barbecued. But my theory is this, uh, and it probably, probably says a lot about English food, is in the UK... It's quite cold a lot of the year, and mm. it's wet, wet and rainy. So on an October day, or December, as it is now, <laughs> see what I did there? Yeah. As it is now in December, yeah. do you really want to go, oh, I'd love some grilled sardines no, with a little bit don't. of couscous? No, you want to be cold. <laughs> so you want, you want fats and carbs again. So something that's heavily battered with lots yeah. of fat and grease, it, you know, we eat fat because it, it gives us a feeling of fullness and warmth. Um, and I think that's why it's, it's a filler, you know, like roast beef and Yorkshire puddings, jacket potatoes, pies, heavy food, with lots of carbs and fats because it's cold and dark and gray. And those things make us feel warm and cheer us up a little bit. Mm, good answer. Thank you. Do you think I'm right with that, Richard? Uh, it's, it's, it makes oh, sense to me. Yeah. Okay, well, thank you. Um, I would like to say about the book that Daniel is not promoting, okay? Um, I have actually read some of the book. I'm going to be really, really honest here, right? And Daniel think, Daniel's thinking he's going to be a shit here. But, um, and I have said this to Daniel. Um, I thought the book, which is called, what's it called again, Daniel? Food of the Cods. Food of the Cods. Not available in any bookshops. Buy one now. Um, <laughs> I thought, oh God, it's going to be a little pamphlet, and it's going to go. Did you know a that pamphlet <laughs> was invented in 1824, and uh, what happened? But it actually isn't. And I started reading it, um, and I said, actually, this is really interesting. I mean, it's got a lot of history in there. Like it talked about the Italians, uh, the the bit about the um, the deep fried Mars bar, the regional differences, uh, the chip shop guy that wouldn't deep fried chewits. Um, and I started reading, and I was going, actually, this is really good. And I, sh- I know I shouldn't sound surprised, but I was thinking, what can you really do in a book about fish and chips? But it's really good. So if there's someone out there, listeners, who you don't like, there's a perfect gift. Oh, <laughs> is that why you wrote it, Daniel, to, to annoy people? To annoy or people. Or do you just love chippies? I just love uh, it, it's been something all my life as I said from sitting on the wall as, as a child uh, it's been sort of 35 years in the making this book really but aside from wanting to explore why they delight us so much still it was the, the social history has interested me for years really I mean you mentioned that thing about us needing fat and deep fried uh, stuff well some chip, fish and chip uh, academics have said have, have postulated that we maybe didn't have a revolution in this country because p- the working class were never truly hungry and it's that, that, those little kernels like that that I love to explore. Yeah, yeah, it's true, actually, yeah, because chips were cheap. Cheap as chips, really. Yeah, yeah well, exactly. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, this has been really good because I've, I've liked talking about chips. Have you liked talking about chips, Richard? Yeah, yeah, I, love, I fucking love chips. I think it's I the, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's what everybody goes back to, isn't it? Yeah, I would, uh, if I could find somewhere in Spain, somewhere that does chips, right, in a bit of newspaper, 
I would go there and buy them. And I want soggy chips. I don't want them crispy ones. Mm. I want yeah. soggy chips. And after I'd eaten them, I would take that paper soaked in salt and vinegar and I would place it on my head and wear it as a hat. <laughs> I would. You should. I should and I would. Um, Have we, uh, we got time for me to tell you about that little thing I was going to tell you about or we run out of time? No, no, go for it, Richard. I because I bring it up because you know usually when I go out for sign away, I usually give you a bell after. I usually yeah. give you all the gossip. Yeah. See, this is the dilemma. So I don't know whether I might be a bit up my own ass. So I thought I'd tell you about it. So okay. there's this. I took uh, Georgia out for her birthday for this meal, yeah. and I, I'm not going to say the name of the place. Uh, but it was it was in Fanet, and it was meant to be one of the best restaurants there. And everybody's going crazy over it. They're saying it's the best, uh, you know. And the chefs that work there, they're all on social media. They think they're the best and stuff. But I had high hopes, which was good. And, yes. I, and I got there, and first off, of like, I don't know. I kind of feel with where they're so like with a reputation, they kind of think they can get away with anything. So they put us on this this uh, table, which is a countertop by the window, but but there's already a couple of people there and there was barely enough room for four people. So they kind of mm. crammed me in the corner a bit. And I, and I said, I said, uh, is there any chance we could uh, like maybe sit on a table? And it was like, well, this table's clean. It goes, no, they're booked out. So I was like, oh, fair enough, because maybe they're, Maybe they're going to be booked in yeah, you know, for yeah. the next half hour. But the whole, whole, the whole duration of my meal, two hours, nobody sat at the table. Uh, one person mm. sat on one of the tables. Oh, yeah. So that fucked me up. And then, but the food, I was like, with their reputation and stuff, I don't know, the food was mediocre. Then I'm thinking, well, I might just be on my own ass. But then they served, it was like this ramen thing and wasn't ramen it was like it was a kind of it was a bit of a take on oh what's it called you know like japanese food yeah 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 and i had like crispy chicken and i had to take the chicken off and put it on a side plate and cut into it because it was all raw oh and i called i called the guy over i said uh and i i kind of think this is a bit of a chef thing as well that we very chefs very rarely complained about their meal because they know that everybody's going to kind of be judging us like, Oh, what did you think? Yeah, yeah. So we don't really like talking about it. And then, then we have that kind of episode in our head. Where we think, Oh, they're going to find out where I work. They're going to come to where I work and tell, kill me. And tell kill me. Yeah. And tell everybody my food shit and all that. So I called the chat over and I was like, yeah, I said, sorry, man. I said, like, I didn't even make a big deal of it. I even spoke quite quietly. I said, my chicken's raw. And he goes, Oh, I'm so sorry. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll sort that out right away. I was like, okay. So I end up finishing my food. And then when I finished my food, he bought back the two pieces of chicken that had just been yeah. refried. And then <laughs> so I just ate them off of a side plate. <laughs> so I was like, okay. And then uh, yeah, and then and then uh, and then they brought me the bill and then they, they even they even put the service charge on everything. They didn't say anything, no sorry, didn't take anything off. I was just like, okay, cool, we're done. Yeah. That's annoying, Ricky, isn't it? Yeah, I was just like, fucking hell. You should have got the chippy. I should have yeah. got the fucking chippy. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, actually, that is annoying, but you've made me think, Daniel, and I, you can you have to be careful here. Mm. Um, 
I'll ask you one last question. Oh, right. Related to what Richard said. Yeah. You don't have to name it, but on your travels, did you go to any chip shops and you've gone, oh man, that's pretty crap? I didn't, but that was down to pre-research more than anything. Uh, I have had bad ones in my life, and it does make yeah. it You know, fishing chips done badly is horrendous. So, um, but no, I did. I, I wanted to celebrate. There's there's enough people putting the boot into to, to your industry in general, um, and I just wanted this to be a celebration. And, and you'll not find any. Yeah, that's quite there. nice. Actually, look yeah. at the, the positive side of things. Yeah. Um, and I'm sorry, I'm going to ask one last question. Oh, go. On. Crispy chips, um, Daniel, that are crispy and golden, or soggy chips, which do you like better? Soggy, but with a few little crispy bits in the bottom for a treat. Ah, <laughs> very diplomatic there. Nice. <laughs> Connecting the chippy till the end. Daniel, this has been really good. Yeah. I think you've probably been the 18th best guest we've oh, had. That's brilliant, then. <laughs> <laughs> so it's called Food of the Cods. It is. Um, are you on Instagram, um, Daniel? I'm not on Instagram, just <gasps> that, just that X Twitter thing. Oh yeah. Okay then. Um, so you can find Daniel. I'll put we'll put it on social media here in December, um, uh, and, and we'll tell everyone about food of the cods. Buy it for Christmas for your dad. Um, oh, your mum. Yeah. Uh, Richard, <laughs> oh, you wrap it up for us. Do me. Yeah, do the wrap up. All right. Yeah. Yesterday. Okay. Uh, so, everybody, thank you so much for listening. Um, I think we must be what halfway through the season now. I think so. So yeah, we're trying to we're trying to still give ourselves a little boost. So please follow us on Instagram. Yeah. Even follow us on Spotify, Apple, iMusic, wherever it is. Uh, you know, just keep following us. Give us some likes. Check out our stuff. Any questions or anything you want answered that you think might be a bit of a challenge for us as well? Any little stories? Anything? You know, we. we we crave the content to be able to broadcast it and stuff, so please, please do so. Excellent. And I'd like to say thank you to Donna. Thank you, everyone. Thank Thanks. you. I'd like to say thank you to Richard. And I'd also like to say thank you to Daniel Gray, uh, author of Food of the Cods. And the last thing I'm going to say is, ciao, Bella.